Now you can't tell the kids the truth quick enough, can you? You got to take the fucking dream away from them, can't, don't you? You got to fuck up their life forever, don't you? Just like they fucked your life up, don't you? You can't fucking stand to see them happy like this. You fucking retards. It's unbelievable. What the fuck happened? Political correctness is nothing more than a lack of self-esteem. Because you want people to like you. There's probably not a man, woman, or child in this audience that if he had his druthers, you would rather be liked than disliked. For those of you that are familiar with Mr. Bezos of Amazon fame, and for those of you that know anything about his history, his culture, his character, you know building one of the greatest companies that ever was and ever will be, he doesn't give a fuck what you think of him. Now, have you ever seen a three-year-old unhappy? Unless they've soiled their, their nappies, they're all happy, aren't they? Giggle, giggle, yeah, 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 right? Has anybody tell me? The, three years old, okay, now, Seven years old, same thing. They're all happy. Then what happens? By the way, self-esteem is built the first seven years of life. You either have it or you don't. Who are you around the first seven years of life? Mommy, mostly. Sometimes daddy. Sometimes an older brother or a sister. And maybe a grandparent, right? So if you don't have any self-esteem, you know who to blame. So what happens after you're seven? Why are you happy? Everybody in this room was happy then. What the fuck happened? Your parents. Mommy and daddy happened. You hang around with cripples, you learn how to limp. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And I got nothing to sell you. You are, you are seeing the only human being, perhaps on the face of the earth, is about to say something. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I, I, may the, if there is a God, may he strike my wife dead and our three children dead this instant. When I say I don't give a fuck if you like me or don't. I got nothing to sell you. If you don't like it, eat it. But I'm going to say my piece. I'll be 72 in a few weeks. Do I sound 72? No. Do I act 72? No. Some of you might think I dress 72, but that's a whole other subject. I turned 16 on the 10th of August. And the first month, August of 61, I earned $241. Now, if you do the maths, now I don't know why you call it maths here, but if you do the maths... 240, and I got paid a dollar, five an hour. Skip the nickel. A dollar an hour, and I was part of a union, Teamsters Union. So I got a dollar an hour for 240 hours, so I roughly worked 240 hours in 20 days. 
If you wanted, you had a headache, wanted to go home, I'll take your shift. If you had a, uh, wanted to go see your mom, I took your shift. If you wanted a day off to be with your girlfriend, I took your shift. I couldn't work enough hours. But 20 days, 240 hours. Now you can't find anybody to take a second shift. And the work ethic is all wrong. When my father retired after 28 years as a Los Angeles policeman, 28 years, he got, he had 700 days leave not paid for. So he didn't, he didn't take leave for 700 days over 28 years. Well, if you do the math again, he barely took any days off in 28 years. And they gave you a check in those days. A check in those days. And so he got a, a pretty hefty check. Now, a few years ago, my wife and I were in Australia. We listened to a couple explain to their children how they were going to map their entire careers. The kids were 13 and 15, respectively. How they were going to map their careers, how to get the best job with the best statutory leave. What the fuck? That's how you, I mean, why? I was bloody on my shin. Sally kept kicking me. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Boom, boom. Don't say anything. I just, I wanted to go and choke that mother. I wanted to choke her eyes out of her fucking head. And then I wanted to beat the old man until he was like a, like a goddamn watermelon. Those kids have no chance. None. And there was another young couple there that was mapping their life already based on statutory leave. And they were Americans. It made me even more sick. How can the kids have a chance? Going from job to job just so they can accumulate more statutory fucking leave. People ask me why I still work 50, 60 hours a week and I'm supposed to be retired. I saw my dad never take a day off. And then you'll say, well, that's why you're so fucked up, Dan, because your dad never took a day off. He never took me to the ball game. He never took me to the ball game. I can, I can guarantee that. Kids sue parents now to get divorced. That's so far beyond my comprehension. I wouldn't even look cross-eyed at my dad. My dad invented tough love in the 50s. But again, he'd say, I'm, my son's not successful because of me. My son's successful in spite of me. And now discipline is not considered politically correct. In the early 90s in my seminar, I hit the participants. Hit them. Oh, I could cave your head in like a fucking watermelon. I mean, hit them. I had people come up to me. Dan, I want to leave this seminar remembering you. Please break my jaw. Heathrow Airport. 1999. Boy, I broke more than his fucking jaw. Then you were embarrassed to go to the police to say you got your ass whipped. What the fuck happened? Wealth, risk, reward, not. We have now almost two generations, in my judgment, at least a generation and a half, has grown up not understanding. And they have some uh, foggy notion of what wealth is. Again, it's not everything. I was going to be a priest. Can you believe that shit? 
I used to teach catechism. I taught Bible study as a kid. Fuck. What was I thinking? Anyway, I don't know what I was thinking, but I, I wanted to be a priest. But in my age, in the early 50s, mid, I mean, you, a Catholic altar boy, I mean, and I never saw any abuse other than getting beat. I saw that. But uh, the sexual abuse that the Catholic Church has now become famous for, I never saw any of that. But getting a fucking beating, I saw that because I was the recipient of that. And whenever the nuns used to beat me, my dad had beat me when he got home or when he got back to town. Because if the nuns have to beat you, son, you're not taking advantage of the Catholic education. So I'm going to beat you again. But just imagine today, my dad would be in life, for, uh, he'd be in prison for life. I've had kids come to me, women, and I'm not, I slag women off enough, but this is a special slag. Talk to their mothers 15 times a day on the phone. 15 fucking times a day. And they're not, mom's not sick. Nothing wrong with her. The daughter's sick. Big time. How can you possibly do anything positive 15 times on the phone with your mom? And I only have three regrets. Speaking of mom. One, I'm a combat trained military officer who's never seen combat. Two, the night before my mother died, I yelled at her, God damn it, you're not fucking sick, you're not fucking sick, you're going to be well by tomorrow. She's dead in the night. And three, I didn't set my goals high enough. Those are my regrets. And if I didn't set my goals high enough, The men in the audience, their eggs should be sucked up into their stomach cavity. I'm in the regret minimization business. I'm trying to limit your regrets, you old git, from when the 20, 30 years from now. Now, I'm a hell of a world-class eulogy speaker. When you die, you tell your wife she's still uh, alive, get Dan to tell, say my eulogy for me. So I normally go to the hospital while they're gasping for air, and I say, well, what do you want me to say about you? you want me to lie? What do you want? Tell me. And they say, and not one single one to date has ever said that they regret missing their daughter's sweet 16, missing their son's football this. Every single one of them, 100%, have all said, I regret not taking this risk. I regret not taking that risk. I regret not going into business with you 25 years ago, Dan. They regret the things they didn't do. More specifically, they regret the risks they didn't take. Again, wealth, risk, reward, not. It's the not because of all these things I've alluded to, some specifically. And I see it getting worse and worse. I, I'd like to be an optimist here, but I can't be, because I'd be a lying fucking git personal development slime ball if I was told you things are getting better. They're getting worse! I mean, the state of the world today, as compared to when I started giving high-performance coaching in 1993, is infinitely worse off. In those days, we had 3 to 5 to 6% of the kids were snowflakes. Now we got 90%. It's, it's, it, it never ceases to amaze me. 
that I'm the only person, apparently, that has figured out why do we go from success to development. And I am bright now. I'm, I'm not here to tell you I'm not bright. That'd be disingenuous. That'd be a lie. I'm super bright. And I have a high IQ. Compared to this audience, I probably only got this audience by about 50, 60 points additional IQ than this audience has. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about IQ. Let's just, for this example, say that we all got 100 IQ. For some of you, I'm taken away. For some of you, I'm given. Okay? Can anybody have 10 or 15 or 20 times our IQ at 100? No. Well, then why do people every day achieve 10 or 20 or 50,000 times more than we? If they can't have an IQ 10 or 20 or 30 times more than ours. Because they dream bigger than we. And this is mostly young men, not young women. Because you wouldn't want young women to do what I'm about to say. But a stiff drink and a good fuck would kill 99% of the guys that walk the face of the earth at less than 30. That's a sad motherfucking commentary on life. You want a man sleeping next year or you want a... I rest my case on that. Although it's one of my favorite topics. I'll rest my case on that. Now, I'm not going to ask you how many books you've read because I don't want to embarrass you. But I know people that have read more than the 700 books at 1920. I don't, I have not read I should be ashamed of this, but I'm not. I have not read 700 books in my entire life. And when I say I don't read, I've read the classics. I've read Shakespeare. I've read the goddamn Bible. But I sure should have read the books that you guys read. Because you read them because it's your form of procrastination. Because you've been told by somebody wrongfully... That reading is taking action. There's a high-performance guy out there right now, which I'm not going to use his name, that supposedly reads two books a day or two books an hour or some shit. I don't know. And so now a bunch of you monkeys are trying to do the same thing. One of my most successful mentees um, has only read one book in his life. Some people say he can't read or write, but I hope he, I don't, I don't care if he can. He's read my book 15, 20 times and it's not for sale. So please, please don't ask me. It's not for sale. Why did I stop selling it many years ago? Because somebody showed, what's the name? The thing is you can put uh, on a bogus um, internet and you, uh, you, Oh, I didn't know Torrent existed. Somebody showed me my book on Torrent. That wasn't bad enough. Then somebody showed me my book, my real book, for sale for 9950 bucks on eBay. 9950 I said, that's it. I mean, let that guy reprint the goddamn book. I mean, I stopped selling the book. But now I put everything on my site for free. Last several years. Why do I put it on for free? To take the last fucking excuse from you, you weenie 
why you can't do it. It's all for free, Snowflake. You know what they say now? Again, wealth, risk, reward. Now, I don't know where to start, Mr. Baker. Where do I start? Jesus Christ, I don't know. You've got, so you got thousands of Baker. What do I do? What you ought to do, no, metaphorically, what you ought to do is swallow a fucking revolver, Snowflake. Where do I start? What do I do? And by the way, I'm not faking it. We get calls like that. But I mean, it's like water off a duck's back now. I've heard it so many times. I don't give a shit. Let them go fucking jump in. I used to say jump in a river, but I mean, whatever. You know what I mean. I believed in Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, and uh, that kind of stuff until I was 11 years older, more or less. I got in a lot of fights about that. But in grammar school, I was the biggest kid on, on, on uh, not campus, on the schoolyard. And then everybody caught up with me when we went into junior high school and high school. Um, but um, so my, my family, my mother allowed me to believe in Peter Pan and stuff like that. I was old. Now you can't tell the kids the truth quick enough, can you? You got to take the fucking dream away from them, can't, don't you? You got to fuck up their life forever, don't you? Just like they fucked your life up, don't you? You can't fucking stand to see them happy like this. You fucking retards. It's unbelievable. Look what the fuck happened to you. God almighty, it makes me cry. Look it. Now look at you miserable fucking shitbags. And for those of you that mothers, I blame you the most. I've got a whole graphic, metaphorical, metaphorically uh, explicit talk about this in mothers and having babies, but I'm not going to, we're an institution of higher learning here, so I'm not going to go through that, but just imagine the worst fucking things about not having kids, and then go about a hundred times worse than that, and that's my talk. You're bringing the kids in this world for all the wrong fucking reasons. You get married for all the wrong fucking reasons. You stay married for all the wrong fucking reasons. Holy shit. I'm on fire. Gunboat diplomacy was invented by the Brits. They ruled two-thirds of the fucking world by not asking permission for a goddamn thing. If you didn't like it, they blew the shit out of you. They give you a broadside with all their cannons. Right? Right. What the hell happened to Britain? Political correctness happened. Now they wouldn't say shit if it was in their mouth. Actually, shocking, that's bloody shocking. Fuck. I was running 100-mile fucking marathons 40, more than 40 years ago. Back in my day, in the early 70s, you were a man if you ran 100 miles and pissed blood because your body breaks down and you urinate blood when you, when you put your body into that, under that kind of stress. And now there's a whole industry called biohacking. I thought it was a joke. Sally said, we're at this. She says, Dan, you do all this stuff. I mean, people making money off this shit. But do you think biohacking is going to save your fucking lives? I got a bridge in Brooklyn, I can tell you. You're way beyond biohacking. 
as Brian Cule Rose would say, Dan's doing God's work and you're beyond God. For most people in this room, nothing can ever help you. You're beyond it. You're past it. You've given up on life. And what's even more sad and pathetic, as my Irish partner would say, you've given up on your kids. For those of you that have kids that are roughly this age, you know what they look like. And for you uh, people that have kids that are many years older than that, you knew what, look back at your picture albums when they were happy, before you fucked them up. But I, I have a sore back from arthritis. My wife says I have a sore back because of hauling you assholes across the goal line like Forrest Gump in the movie, you know. But I never get tired of, of dragging you across the goal line because I know what you're capable of. The biggest misfit in this room, I know what you're capable of. I've had kids with 80 IQs to 180 IQs create billions. And the 80 IQ did better than the 180 IQ. Again, wealth, risk, reward, not. Why am I the only person that talks other than I'm gauche, crass, whatever you want to call me? Why am I the only guy out there or gal that talks about money? Because I'm the only son of a bitch that's created any with you dipshits. Just like you, lady. Just like you, ma'am. Just like you. I've drugged your sorry asses across the goal line to create tens, hundreds of billions. Billions! And it's fucking hard. And I'd never choose this profession again. Never. Just like I'd never live in a goddamn castle again. Do you have any idea what it is to live in a house that's 450 years old? Something breaks every five minutes! And it's never cheap. God. I would, I would, another thing I wouldn't do. I would, why did I build a golf course? Oh, God, what was I thinking, you fucking idiot? I built a goddamn golf course because I got tired of playing at St. Andrews. What do I, I? What am I, crazy? That's another thing. Don't do. Don't build a golf course. Don't buy a 450-year-old storybook. See, I got in love with this whole storybook castle. It's got tourists like a Disneyland. What an idiot. I mean, what was I thinking? 87% Gallup poll came up with a, a deal in 2015 worldwide. 87% of the people on the planet don't like what they do. Don't like who they are. 87%! Why do you do what you do? Remember, we're talking about wealth versus risk reward. Not because, well, same reason you stay with the old lady. That's what they used to call women in the old days. They don't do that anymore. I don't know. I met people, I kicked the bitch to the curb if I thought I could do better. Jesus Christ, what kind of shit is that? I kicked the bitch to the curb if I thought I could do better. And I've heard the same from ladies, but they sit nicer. They sit much nicer. Oh, I could live without him. That's the same thing as kicking the bitch to the curb, but women talk nicer. But the my most successful, the women can multitask and men can't. Like if men had babies, we'd only have a population of about 3 million people on the planet. <laughs> if men had had babies. Men gets, a, women know all, a, a, a man gets a, a 
cold, he's got pneumonia, you know. He can't do anything. Women are the tougher sex. And I point to my Yorkshire chartered accountant my back here, who's also a psychologist, who's also a cordon bleu chef, who's also a uh, skipper for a, a boat she sailed across the Atlantic. She can do all that shit. I barely, you know, I barely can chew gum and walk. And since I got two new knees, this is the longest I've been on my feet since I got my two new knees. And for those of you that can do everything humanly possible, not to get new knees, do it. Because they lie to you. I don't walk the same. I can't put my feet. I got two new knees because I wanted to climb Everest before I'm 75. Unless Allah does something for me, I'm never going to be able to climb Everest because I can't. My knees don't work the same because real knees go this way and this way. Artificial knees only go this way. I'm three-eighths of an inch taller, though, with new knees, which I'm already tall. I don't need, I didn't need that. You know, that, artificial hip, shoulders, collarbone. I have no bicep. I mean, they're running out of parts. They, can, uh, they could take my heart because I have nothing pumping to it, I mean, other than ice water. How many in the audience, um, uh, by show of hand, have children? Poor bastards. <laughs> God, I mean, Jesus Christ. Well, anyway, we'll just skip that next section then. I'm also, if you're, you know, you're, uh, you're um, they don't call it, uh, what do they call it? Uh, not, they don't call it disabled, disadvantaged. Now when you're fat, you're not fat, you're weight disadvantaged. What the fuck? You're not short now, now you're height disadvantaged. What the who came up with all this shit? When we were uh, recently, hey, Lord, ass, come here. You're not supposed to say that. Oh, hey, four eyes, come out. You're not supposed to. What the hell can you say? But we're so sensitive now. And I have my glasses in my pocket because I wear glasses. We're so sensitive now that we can't talk that way. Doesn't make mean that they don't have a lard ass, does it? Doesn't mean that they don't wear glasses, does it? So I look at it where I came from, we're being disingenuous. It's like calling you handsome. You know, what the fuck? What a goddamn lie is that? And I don't care if you live or die tonight. Just don't do it on my estate. You know? It's wrong. There's a flaw. The system is fucked up. The socioeconomic milieu of the educational, financial educational system has been boosted for many, 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 many years. And I, I, I thank uh, the university here for giving me the opportunity. And they more or less knew what I was going to talk about. Not exactly, but more or less. Uh, and, but it's, it's, it shouldn't be any shock, because I say some pretty shocking things, actually. Bloody shocking. But it's the truth. Nobody's ever accused me of being a liar. None of the guys in the industry that you bought their books and go to their, listen to their podcast has ever sued me for slander. Bring it on. I'd love that. Nobody. Why? Because I'm telling the truth. A couple of the big guys say, oh, Dan's just being Dan. Now, what does that mean? Well, I'm just telling the truth. 
That's all I'm doing. I had a um, snowflake producer. Uh, I was interviewing, uh, he was interviewing me about the TV show that they were talking to me about doing. A young Englishman, that's why I bring up the exam. Oxbridge, Etonian, in his early 30s. And he said, I, uh, actually, Mr. Penner, uh, it's hard for me to uh, grasp uh, how you, the shock value you have in your seminars. I said, really? Really? <laughs> and he says, uh, how, how do we evoke this kind of response out of these, these, these uh, kids? And I said, well, with the greatest respect, they're your age. Well, how do you? And then so I looked around the room, the other exec, everybody's got an assistant executive, something, seven or eight people in the room. And then I jumped up from my chair, and I grabbed him by his collar and started screaming at him, spitting on his face. He started crying. I said, just like that, snowflake. I didn't, they, didn't, they decided not to do my show, actually. But, the, uh, <laughs> but when I was growing up, that, wasn't, uh, that kind of stuff was not that out of the ballpark. When you didn't like somebody, you punched him in the face. My cousin went to jail for stabbing a guy 17 times because he told, said something about his girlfriend had a big ass. She did. But, but you know, be that as, by the grace of God, the guy didn't die. And Ronnie, Ron Jr., his son will be watching this, uh, you know, uh, I'm using this as a positive example, uh, and it turned his life around. But now, if this is, hope is a stretch, they could spit on your wife and you wouldn't do a goddamn thing. They could say your wife's a filthy slut whore and you don't do a goddamn thing. What the fuck happened? And your wife will pull you by the arm. Oh, honey, we don't want any trouble. Get away, bitch, and now fucking hit him with a brick. <laughs> and you're hoping that she pulls you a little harder so you don't have to show like you had a pair. What the fuck happened? Is every man in fucking Britain a meaty mouth weenie? Almost all. There's a few of us. Dis oh, disgraceful, actually. Shocking. Oh, shocking. Are we going to do anything about it? No. It's interesting. Sally had an uh, uncle die a couple years ago, and we went to uh, the funeral. And um, we, Sally and I argue about who came up was poor. I now admit she was poorer than I was. And she talks about uh, living in a caravan. Her mother will say she can't possibly remember the caravan. Really? She was so little. Really? You remember every negative fucking thing your parents ever said. Since the second trimester in her fat belly. Her mother says she can't possibly remember that caravan where they all lived like sardines. But she remembers it like this morning. So every negative piece of shit that you've ever been exposed to, you've got back there in the back recess of that little pea brain of yours.
but you can still do it. Find something you love. Find something you're passionate about. 85% of your financial success is due to the, your personality and the ability to communicate, and negotiate, and lead. Shock, shockingly, only 15% is due to technical knowledge. The things you go to school to learn don't mean dick. It's not what happens to you in life. It's how you handle what happens to you in life that makes a difference. Whoops. What am I doing wrong here? Shit, this is important too. Oh, no. Okay. These two kids got this one at 13, this one at 15. When he's 13, he made $100,000 online and his father thought he was doing drugs. They just turned down last year $20 million for 5% of their company. They made a mistake. They should have taken the $20 million, but they're smarter than me now. It's life. It's the life model. Uh, well, my second mother at dinner uh, uh, a couple months ago, she's 95, told me um, about her husband. I didn't have the balls to get out of the marriage. They were married four billion years. She says, at 95, I didn't have the balls to get out. Now, I know more than one woman in this motherfucking room can relate to that, so don't you lie to me, you bitches. Now, now, isn't that a hell of a fucking time? At 95. I'm going to say something else. It's going to be shocking, actually. Just bloody shocking. Most of you are mistakes in this fucking room. Better that you dribble down the inside of your mama's leg. Most of you are bloody mistakes. What, now what I find shocking is when a mother and a grandfather and the daughter's in there and they say, and the mother says she was a mistake. And the, and the little 15, 16 year old, I always knew it because they know. They know. Not just because they're nine years apart, that kind of shit, that's easy. You're all bloody mistakes on top of it. And down deep inside, you miserable cunts, you know it. And if they didn't like you, and I can get off on being um, adopted. Oh, that's a whole other fucking deal. I mean, an adopted kid never gets over it their whole life. Not only did oh, not only did they, they they didn't want you. They left you in a basket in a fucking mission. Oh, I can go on and on and on. You want to know why you're all fucked up? Now, who's saying this at seminars? Nobody. And they want you to buy their fucking little DVD. And I love when they go to the back of the room and they sell you shit. Do they still do that? <laughs> Fuck. I'd be embarrassed. And then on, uh, on uh, Valentine's Day, 60% off. Why do you buy? Come on, guys. Why do you buy that shit? What was it worth the day before Valentine's Day? Because you're retarded. You engage in self-sabotaging activities because you don't think you deserve it. And you're right, you don't. 30 years ago, when I was interviewed by the Financial Times, oil went from $40 a barrel to 8 
And they said, uh, actually, Mr. Penner, uh, is it true that uh, you, uh, you've decided not to participate in the energy depression? I said, yes, we've taken the decision, actually. The board has taken the decision that uh, we are not going to participate. Even though 10,000 energy companies have gone boost, that's correct. Even though 10,000 energy companies have gone boost. Is it true, Mr. Penner, that you've said the jet lag is for cunts? I said, yes, jet lag is for cunts. And the FT just writes it down like, they're morons! <laughs> and um, the, um, but he doesn't like golf. He's a, a golf pro, but he doesn't like golf. That's funny. But I mean, what did you like to do? I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of different things. Um, we've had people roll up bookstores. Of course, bookstores now, we've got a problem because of the internet and the tablets and all that kind of thing. Um, if, you, if, you, if you spoke Spanish until... Um, President Trump put a, a nail in the coffin of uh, Cuba a couple of days ago. I used to tell people, go to Cuba. If you speak French, go to Haiti. Because they have nothing. They absolutely have nothing in Haiti. It's just the shits. And I mean, um, well, I don't want to go down there. I'll be away from my... You see what I mean? I'd go to hell and have sex with the fucking devil himself. I don't give a shit. And there are a lot of people just like me. Some people say that I have had sex with the devil before my wife. Some people say I am the devil. And so and, and you, you may have to, you know, flip like a chameleon and, and be strict. Strictness is good. Sensitivity equals poverty, guys. Jesus Christ, look at you. Are you proud of where the fuck you are? No! You want your kids and grandkids to come fucked up like you? No! I hope to God not anyway. So don't bullshit yourself. Sensitivity equals motherfucking poverty. So Sister Gloriosa, who is a what? I said, I'm going to go hear this with my own ears. I don't believe this. And, she, and got holes in them and flea bitten. I mean, all the, I mean, really beat the shit. Well, when do you get new habits, sister? Well, God, God provides. Well, I drill down a little. What does that mean? When other nuns die, we get their habits. So who had the habits you've got on us, Sister Gloriosa? And then she says, Sister Elizabeth, Sister... The Fuck. I mean, if you want, to, you want that, well, I know where to send you. They have no cell phones. They have no radio. They have nothing. No Nothing. And they work 12, 16 hours a day. She says, God bless me that I can carry two 100-pound bags of rice on my fucking back. She doesn't put it that way. I am blessed because I can carry these two. You couldn't carry two 100-pound bags of rice on your back. If you want, I know where to send you. Sensitivity equals poverty. I want you to toughen up. I want you to man up. Act like you had a pair. You too, ladies. Okay, two more questions, then we're going to go have drinks. Okay? Okay. Oh, now everybody raises their fucking hand. Welcome to Money Is Not Evil podcast, where you will learn all about the good money can do for you.
We all know knowledge is power, so learn now and then earn. Enjoy.